now tuned into the greatest. Hey, listen, man. I tried to make the mother... Dude, everybody's been asking, asking me to make the Almarice omelet. So, so you know, dog, I thought it was going to be easy, man. <laughs> but you know how chefs I mean, are. Listen, you know how I chefs know. are. Listen, dog, let me tell you something. I made fucking 20 omelets last night. I was filming. Did you? Swear to God. No cap. I literally, wow. I literally went through probably, I, like, seriously, probably about 12 omelets. And, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. It's not, it's not because it wasn't good and I couldn't use it. It just wasn't perfect. It just wasn't perfect. No, you know I what I'm saying? You. Like the omelet didn't sit right for the shot or like when I cut mm. it open, both flaps didn't go at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like it's dumb shit. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm going to shoot it and then we're going to go. And then finally I just, you know, like I took two really good shots and I'm like, okay, fuck it. Like, but then in that my mind, it. but listen, you know how chefs are. We, we like to make things perfect, man. And so, you know, motherfucker couldn't sleep, man. I couldn't sleep last night because of it. And, wow. it, and it was funny, but uh, it's good because I really like it. So the fried rice is, is easy part. Getting making the omelet timing, and then the problem was is I was cooking up here, and uh, the induction, uh, the induction. Um, if you don't have the pan connected to the heat source, correct, it shuts off. Yes, and I'm like, well, I can't. But next time I'm going to do it. On, I'm telling you, a flame is much better because you can use the residual heat. You know, absolutely. But, uh, so I, I wanted, so you brought up the eggs thing. I kind of wanted to ask, how did you prepare the egg? Okay, easy. So um, so this is the thing. Next time I'm going to use cream and I'm not going to tell anybody because that gives you a little leeway to make them creamier. But I wanted to okay. keep it original. So I just used three eggs, three eggs, whipped them up, a little bit of salt, and then just kept it. I wanted to make it traditional. I'm really big in like anytime I make a recipe or if I'm learning a recipe, I always try to respect the origin. You know what I'm saying? Mm, and and – you know, I think that's just, I think it's just really important. Hold on, can you hear me? Okay. I think it's just really important to like, you know, respect where it came from and, you know, make it their way first and then make it your own way. Right. You know what I'm saying? I and, got you. But anyway, it's just a French omelet, soft French omelet over rice. You have to have a certain mold, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to edit, I'm going to finish editing it tonight and I'm going to post it. And uh, I was kind of excited about it. But like the, the problem was, is my, <laughs> um, the problem, what platform are you reading comments on? YouTube. YouTube. Everybody go to, my YouTube. YouTube. go to my YouTube channel. Link is in the bio. Click on the button, the Instagram button. You'll see the YouTube pop up and it'll take you right there. But anyway, like, uh, yeah. And so like, you know, the landing, the omelet on the rice and then slicing mm. it, dude, rough. You use, you use chopsticks too, like all yeah. the way? Yep. Oh, I used wow. uh, I switch. I always go from chopsticks to a rubber spatula. I just feel like you get more, um, you get more, a better shape. You know, if you use a spatula. No, I get you. Uh, I guess it, well, for the way me, I do it is just salt, and then I sift it. Yeah, you. Oh, and you, then yeah, you can you can sift you can definitely sift it. I didn't do that last night, but you can yeah, definitely. Sift it. It's definitely you yield a better product. Mm-hmm. But um, you that, know, and I think that's the only step that I do different from what you just explained. Yeah, and the but high tell, flame. But I'll tell you what, man, I feel really good about making a soft French omelet. I'll tell you that. I can do it. I can bang it out. But <laughs> but the Omaris omelet has to be a little bit on the runnier side. It has to be. It needs to be well it's like, like maybe 10, 15 seconds before the French one is. Yeah, because like because like here's the thing, you won't get the like 
the the omelet doesn't open up like really nice like like you know they do mm. in the videos so but it was dope it was dope and i can't wait to post the video i think it's gonna be dope i can't wait for, to get trolled it's my favorite part <laughs> yeah. i think that's like the best part of it yeah you get to actually talk to your peers and, well, and all that junk. yeah yeah and like honestly like you know, it works out for me because like, you know, I'm old enough to deal with all of the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I feel bad for some of the young creators on here. Listen, I, you know what? I felt bad. I saw this video the other day where this, uh, this girl, she does like dumpster diving uh-huh. <laughs> and, and she like, she got all these potatoes and basically just for the listeners, this lady goes dumpster diving behind grocery stores. She got like two sacks of potatoes. Anyway, she went to go mm-hmm. make lockies, right? And okay. she's using all these lockies. She's making all these lockies, right? But dog, she burnt 90% of them. 90% oh. black. And I'm not talking about like a little bit dark. I'm talking about black, my guy. Oh, wow. Dog, and she was getting roasted in the comments. And I felt I felt mm. bad. I felt horrible because like it's a really easy, easy fix. And you know, this happens a lot. And this is the difference between home cooks and chefs. When a home cook is cooking a large quantity of things. They try to rush it and they try to go too fast. Mm. And you can tell she didn't have enough oil in the pan and that there was too many hot spots in the saute pan. She was using a pan that mm. was too too big for the burner. So it was just, she failed before she started. And yeah, 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 yeah. unfortunately it's an easy fix. I made 20 lockies today and like I was thinking about it. So I took a video and I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, I'm going to show, I'm going to show her how to do it because nobody else mm. is going to show her. They're just going to roast the hell out of her knowing for damn Damn sure they couldn't make lockies with twenty pounds of potatoes. Of course, you know that's the thing. It's like, dude, have you ever you ever been like I, even like and tell me tell me you don't agree with this. Like, but anytime we do catering events, like I try to, uh, I try to tell you know when you're prepping something, focus on the task at hand. Like, it's okay to have mm. a couple things working, but I, I see too many mistakes happen where like you know one person like the guy will be cooking you know potatoes and then all like. Good example. This always happens for potato gratin, burning the cream, scorching the cream, like when they're bringing always. it up, right? And I'm like, dude, don't leave the potatoes. Just they'll, once it comes up to a, a, like a simmer, that's it. Just let them sit and then just cook through. Mm-hmm. That way you can layer it up nice. They don't oxidize, right? Well, it's like, dude, people leave it and they come back like an, like an hour later. They just get sidetracked. And that's why I always try to tell like young cooks, like make sure you focus. It's all about task completion and time management. Don't put on a yes. project that, that you know you're not going to complete before service. Like, dude, there's nothing worse when you see like cooks like have like four or five projects just hanging out when service starts. Oh, God. Yeah. Bro, get, get out of here, man, with that shit. I guess the uh, the maturity in the kitchen would be to be able to do the multitasking, however, but also to complete the multitasking once you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're to that level. But I guess one at a time would be your most efficient Way you can you can maybe do some slicing or chopping on hand maybe maybe one other thing, but like if you're doing sauces like I I most of the time if I'm on a saucier, like I will just focus on sauces I w- I won't even pay attention to anything else yeah because like this that's very 10, true. 15 seconds is way over than what you need to to be in constantly tasting it's a whole thing bro it's crazy because I remember when I was doing when I was saucier I got so into it bro. And I remember, mm. I remember one of the cooks, like I, I was, dude, sauce is life. And I remember I was working at, I think it was Cafe Blue at this time. And, um, you know, I remember one of the, one of the, the nighttime cooks, you know, he took, he took the deli cup and he just, you know, he just plopped it in a pot and he was just like nonchalantly going about his day, throws it on the flame. 
Doug, he didn't scrape mm. that deli cup with the spatula. He didn't scrape it with the spatula. Oh. And I was like, and I went up to him and I'm like, listen, man, I'm like, respect my sauce. Respect my sauce, yeah. man. Hey, I'm like, listen, I make this sauce. I put my heart, I put my heart into it. Like, I want you to, this is what I want you to do. I want you to scrape the deli cup. And at the end of the night, just add a little bit of chicken stock to the pot and pour it into the sauce. So I have a little bit to, you know, refix it tomorrow. And then every day I would re- refresh it. You know what I'm saying? So if it was like basil, yeah. if it was like basil and tomato, I would add a little bit of garlic, basil, tomato, bring it up. But dude, respect the sauce, man. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> and I remember him looking I don't at me think... and I remember he was like, he was like, dude, he's like, you know what? He's like, my bad, man. I'm so sorry. He's like, I didn't think about it like that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like respect the sauce, man. So if you're a cook out there, if you're a cook out there and somebody else makes your sauces, respect their sauce, man. Respect it. Okay. Have you ever gotten the, um, have you ever gotten a slight, uh, Hey, your brunoise a little too big. <laughs> yeah. All the time, man. Listen, you know what? In all honesty, I think knife cuts are so subjective. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it really is. I remember working in a French restaurant back in the day and I used to waste so much time cutting Brunois and Julienne and then get, getting it thrown in the trash. Like, dude, it was so mm-hmm. stupid. So stupid, Waste. man. You know, I remember, I remember, I'll never forget. I was at Cafe Blue. I'll never forget this, man. And the sous chef came over. I had just got finished. I was an entremet and I, I just got finished prepping out my shit. And yeah, I was running, I was going fast, but like every, I would, I would argue that they were, the stuff was acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was acceptable. Like it's different. It wasn't like I'm putting one piece of scallion onto a, you know, on a crudite. This was herbs that were going into vegetables. You know what I'm saying? That were being sauteed yeah. right at the end. And Dude, he took my three nine pans, threw them right in the garbage. He's like, these these aren't acceptable. Awesome. He's like, he's like, start over. And I was like, okay, yeah, chef. And then I went and get it, and I was like, you know what? I'm never gonna do that. Like, I'm never yeah. gonna do that. Like, the, and the biggest problem was is I remade it. He didn't even recheck it. Didn't even recheck. It. Of course, bro. That's like the um, he, he did it just. It's to be like a the dick. pride kind of a thing. Yeah, man. Like I get it. Yo, I had this. So in the weekend, we I told I, I snapped the photos to you. Uh, during my service, I was like, yo, I'm about to get my ass wrecked literally for the one seating. Um, it, it was like 40 people all in one go and give, per, give people perspective. That's 400 plates in one go pretty much. Cause it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tasting menu. Yeah. So we were, he wanted julienne uh, jalapenos. So I julienne some jalapenos, but he wanted them like micro micro. I was like, yeah. I don't fucking know. You told me julienne, I'll give you like. A, like a an eighth of an inch julienne literally because that's uh that's pretty much standard and then he was just like nah man that, that's not what we do he he threw that out. i'm like really you're we're gonna do this like in in the middle of this 40, 40 top right now not 40 top but for uh, like 18 tables all at once yeah and he just kind of looked at me and laughed and then continued to go and i was like hey, you know what i'll i'll do it so I whooped out the thing again and did it, but it's it's a waste. It really yeah. is a waste. Yeah, and, and and you know what? In all honesty, Casey, there's so many, there's so much more things that I try to focus on as a chef, and and the mm. biggest thing is is the finished product. The biggest thing is the finished product. You know, leading up to the plate. Like, if you're a chef out there and you're not breaking down your plate, like, okay, how much does this cost? How much? How much time does this take an employee to do? And not yourself. Mm. It doesn't like it doesn't matter how fast you can do it. Like I remember being a garmage, and I remember having a cook on garmage that really he was just really slow with setting up his station. You know what I did? Yeah. I fucking took two things off his station. I changed a dish just to work around him, so he didn't feel like yeah. he was failing every day of his life. And then I remember a cook coming up to me and was like, "Hey, how come when I work garmage, I had two extra dishes?" 
and you just took four away from him. And I'm like, listen, don't worry about anybody else. You worry about yourself. I am building yeah. him up. I am building him up. Okay. He is not like there's like, you got to understand people. Some people are capable of handling a large amount of work and some people aren't. And guess what? That I've seen a lot of cooks quit just because they're just, it's just too much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dude. I remember, uh, <laughs> this is crazy. I want to go back to, I remember like when I first like came out of Alinea and I was putting dishes on the menu as a sous chef and I used to have like six, seven components on a plate, bro. Like, yo, yo, fuck. Let, let's talk about components in a plate God, real quick. Damn like, it, dude. Real talk. Real talk. Two for me, two or three. That's, I mean, that's, that's max for me. When we yeah. talk like seven, eight, nine, yo. Yeah. I mean, what so, are we doing? Like, what so, are you, So when I was, even when I'm in really like, when I was in ultra fine dining, like, I remember like putting a lot of components on the plate and I'm like, dude, by the time the guest gets it, it's not really like, you know, ideal temperature. But at the same time, it's like, you know, sometimes you put your pride and ego on the plate. And that's why, I don't know, man, when I, when I did a dinner with, um, when I did a dinner with 11 Madison Park and Daniel Hume, and then also when I worked at Saison, um, you know, the, the, the idea of putting three things on the plate, three fucking things, dude, you know, it was just like, you know what, it's, that's amazing. Like, like, here's a good example. It's like, I did a dish today that literally is just focused on one thing, but in that one thing, there's, you know, seven different layers of, you know, yeah. smoke, cure, brine, roast, like, and, uh, you know, herb and, you know, and everything, all the flavors are there and you can taste it and you know what you're eating. I didn't yeah. realize until I started like directly cooking for people like in front of me that when people don't know what they're eating, it just ruins the experience. Exactly. You know, so they're like, like, what the hell is this? And then you end up just explaining for like forever. <laughs> well, I got my coaches up in here. What's up? Just lift, bro. What up? Crazy to think. Yeah. Just lift, bro. Team dry chicken. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, everybody tap the screen. Tap the screen right now. Get more people up in this live. But um, anyway, yeah. And, and I don't know if you, I don't know about you, but like anytime I would put something on the menu, I would watch how it goes out of the kitchen. Like if a cook was taking too long to plate it, yo, I'm, I'm changing the presentation. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like I ain't waiting. And, uh, and it's funny, I'm sure you can agree. And it's like, I just hope there's some chefs out there. Listen, put your ego aside. Like, trust me, like don't, yep. there is no reason to overload a cook with just too much shit because you have too much ego. You need to like, yes, you need to make sure that, the amount of work that that cook is doing is sufficient for the amount of time they have because what ends up happening and this is, and I, I should have known this, but I didn't really know until it to happen. I suggest every chef to work a station, start to finish work, a station, all, I'm sorry, all mm. the stations, right. And, and go through the prep. And then like, here's the thing you have to go through service and like, see where the, see where the bottlenecks are, you know? Hey, thanks, Matt H. You know, and it's like, you know, all, all my chefs out there, put your ego aside. When it comes down to running a business, it's also about your employees, man. It really is. And it's about your line cooks. And no, I'm not saying do all the work for them. But what I realize is after managing a shit ton of cooks and, you know, I've had my fair share of being nasty as hell, being a chef that, you know, I used to just drive like, dude, I was so egotistical, man. And yeah. the thing is, is you get more out of cooks when they feel like when they're driven. You know, when they're passionate, when they are, they want, they get excited. Like, dude, honestly, like I remember, like I had one cook, man. And I, and I totally, I totally stereotyped her. 
You know what I'm saying? And okay. this is a good, this was a good lesson. So anyway, I hope she's listening, but um, I'm not going to say her name, but she worked <laughs> in Hotel Bel Air, right? And like, okay. anyway, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but when she came, when she came in, you know, I was like, oh man, she ain't going to make it. You know what I'm saying? She's like, you know, she's like, <laughs> she's like a hundred pounds soaking wet, fake eyelashes, nails. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, you know, she just, she's going to get eaten up. Dog, she ended up smoking everybody. Wow. Literally. One of the best cooks to this day. She doesn't, she doesn't cook anymore, but she was one of the best cooks that I, that has ever worked for me. Swear to God. And the thing is, is because she would just be laser focused. And that's why I tell everybody, don't judge a book by its cover. And you never know what people's potentials are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because like, I remember that day. And ever since then, it's like, you know, you have to like pick and choose your battles when it comes to cooks because cooks wear their, you know, when you're at that cooking level, you wear your emotions on your sleeve. You know, you, all you want in your yeah. life is your, your chef to tell you you're doing a good job, right? Like that's mm-hmm. all you want. But at the same time, I think it's really important to like manage people individually. You can't manage as a team. If somebody's strong here, somebody's not strong there. So to all my chefs out there, to all my line cooks, I, I, I know you hear me. I hope you had a good service. What is it? Sunday, Sunday? No, today's Monday. I hope you had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, she gets real, man. It really in the restaurant. It's full of full of emotions. It's crazy. It's crazy. Almost all the time. Like, um, I think. But is it is just saying a good job more than actually giving them like extra money? How do you feel about this? Because I used to give my cooks like fifty to a hundred bucks if they did an excellent job. Okay. Now this is out of my pocket. This is not corporate. I'm just like, yo, I fucking appreciate you. You're always fucking on time. Like, I'll shake their hand with the bill in it. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God. I was like, bro, have a fucking good week. Thank yeah. you. Come again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, that's just a personal thing. I this think, was obviously when so, I was so, exactly. So you know what? I It's hard for me to like, I, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, that is what you want to do. You know, for me, I think what worked for me a lot, um, I should have done the cash thing, but what worked for me a lot was knowing one or two things about uh, somebody's personal life to be able to connect with mm-hmm. them. Not too much where then I'm involved, but like just enough to see what was important to them. So when I'm scheduling, I know exactly what they kind of are looking for. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So like, so like um, a good example of that is like my younger cooks, you know, they want to do, they wanted to chill on a Friday night, man. They wanted a Saturday night off. Look, my Latinos, they want Sunday off. They want, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) They want to leave at four o'clock. They want to leave at four o'clock. They don't want to fucking stay an extra hour. They'll do it, but they don't want that. So a, sometimes it's like, you know, you have to, like I said, like if that if that drives your cooks, it's worth the fifty bucks, dude. I don't care what anybody says, you know. Yeah, most definitely. Don't give them food because everybody's in a food industry. Like we can cook our food, but yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe like, some bills, I, I, you know. I realize like there's so much there's that you know it's such a double edged sword because it's like I, ha- I remember having to tell a cook, cook one time like, look, don't don't mistake my kindness for weakness, you know. Ah. Uh, yeah, you know, I almost had to fire him. Yeah, right? yeah. It, was, it was bad. Yeah, he kept on showing up late, bro. It was like fucking really annoying, man. Like it was. Well, you know, his, another his, thing, though, like his shift was eight o'clock, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, hey, Juanito, it's yo, okay, you get three strikes, that's it, you know. And then he just like uh-huh. he just brushed it off, like, nah, it's cool, you know, I'm not gonna do nothing. So then once I came, <laughs> once I came, once I came to him with the paper, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna, I gotta write you up. You're, you know, I don't want to do this, but you are tying my hand. I can't just let you slide. And yeah. uh, you know, he acted out. And uh, it was funny. It was really funny. But like at the same time, it's like, you know, you have to you have to be stern and you have to hold people accountable. But like it's not cool when your whole staff is there at eight o'clock and then somebody just rolls in at eight twenty, you know. Oh, OK. 
that's well, excessive though. When, one, yeah, when you were well, saying late, maybe one or two minutes. Yeah, no, 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 no. And, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and so it's like you know, you have to show everybody. You mean you and and the worst. You know, the worst thing is is like when and this happens at any job, but when other employees are playing and complaining about other employees, right? When A complains about yeah. B, when C is not here, and then when B complains mm-hmm. about C and A, when you know A is not here, you know what I'm saying? I hate that. I do. Well, I guess. It's a, it comes with the, the territory. That's why we, hey, you know what? I got a good question manage. on my TikTok live. It says, Hey, how late was he coming? Like, would you excuse 802? Honestly, for the love of God, everyone <laughs> in this comment section, everybody on this live, be on time. That means be yeah, in man. your uniform, in your uniform, ready to go. You got your water, you got everything you need to start your shift. Okay. You don't get any brownie points for being on time. That is part of the job. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're a sous chef or a chef or a manager, manager, if your salary, it's different. If you're an hourly employee, what's really important is, is if your shift starts at nine, bro, you are there ready to go. Okay. It, you know, By nine yeah. ready. Yeah. Yeah. Ready. Not like, just like strolling in with like shit. Yeah. 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 And, and like, Hey, here's the thing. Like, all right. Am I telling you to show up at eight 30 for your nine o'clock shift? No, but do whatever you have to do where you're ready and ready to work at nine o'clock. Okay. Like, I don't like mm-hmm. make it happen. It doesn't like, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people, you know, here's the thing, like when it boils down to, um, you know, managers and sous chefs and salary employees, you know, it's different because we're not there for hourly. We're there yeah. uh, on a salary. So the thing is, is if I'm going to be there, you know, if I'm going to be there, if I'm supposed to be there at nine, I get stuck in a little traffic. I ain't, I ain't worried about it. I don't have to call or say anything because I'm the leader. Mm. But at the same time, most managers and managers are pretty much on time in, in my, you know, in my book and where I'm at. And if I ever have to have that conversation, it's always a rough one. <laughs> well, uh, how about not CP time? What is that? <laughs> not CP time? What does CP mean? Sorry. I'm not exactly entirely sure, but I, I'm assuming that's management-wise. But however, early on is on time, and on time is late. Yeah, that is the the most focused one yeah. out of all. How would you handle? Okay, let's say your kitchen manager is literally every day 10, 15 minutes late. Yeah, you need to address that right away. And like, here's mm. the thing. And you know what I realized? I think what's really important is like, um, you know, anytime I have to address a manager, it's very important to. Ask them first, are they ready for some feedback? Because, uh, yeah, so like good examples, like, hey, Casey, if you're the CDC and you have to address the sous chef, it's always rough, bro, because they die for you. They take bullets for you yeah. and say, hey, listen, are you ready for some feedback? And then, you know, they if they say, well, what type of feedback? And you say negative or you say positive. Mm-hmm. But like I always ask, hey, are you ready to accept some feedback? Because yeah. some people just – some managers just jump out and say it and they have zero filter. And, man, you, you it sucks sucks being bombarded like that you know because the mm. first thing first thing they think is like oh but chef i'm always here i stay extra i do this i do that but at mm. the same time when your cooks see that you know it's no bueno yeah it's not good okay i like that i usually would just say it <laughs> yeah no 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 and trust me i did before but guess what you know, different like, person yeah but you know what and that's the thing it's like i became a better manager when I, uh, when I was working at Hotel Bel Air, like the thing is, is like, um, you know, they do a really good job of employee uh, appreciation. And, you know, and the thing is, is I learned so much there as far as like being a better leader. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I remember was when I sat down with HR and uh, first thing she said was like, hey, are you ready for some feedback? 
And I'm like, and then oh. that, that immediately prompts me to be like, oh, fuck, that's good. I should use that, you know? Uh-huh. And then it's like you always have you you start with the problem you start with the problem you end with the solution because here's the thing mm. it's easy to point fingers but it's like you need to have a solution there before anybody leaves like okay what's the solution what's going to happen mm-hmm. do we need to get you an alarm clock <laughs> like <laughs> do you need a gas card like what's the deal so but uh, I don't know I think that's my most uh, pet peeve too Brandon um, yeah. being late or having people come in. Um, like 10 or 15 minutes late. I, I get it. I totally get it. Everybody has a life outside. But at the same time, like you are, when I say you, the the cook is delaying the, the whole team. It's not yeah. just us kind of thing. You know, it's it's a whole team kind of thing. So if you're not there on time, literally we're picking up your slack. Yeah. And then we go on to service. So that's not cool at all. Period. Yeah. Do you have some uh, Do you have some questions in the comments that you want to read? Or I'm going to go ahead and rattle off some TikTok ones. Yeah, yeah rattle off, rattle off. Okay, here we go. So what's up, Chef Kickass? How you doing? What up? Where are you cooking now, millionaire mentalist? I am. So basically, I am the executive chef for a very high-profile estate out here in Silicon Valley. I I don't talk about my job because it's very confidential, but that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, I'm very lucky because during COVID, my job wasn't affected. But um, and I also have a restaurant with my brother sorry we have a actually it's going to be a brick and mortar now in philadelphia so me and my brother have a little uh cafes type restaurant with a few concepts in it for me time means late i'm usually an hour early what is your brother was it your brother you or your brother on master chef no that was my brother my brother wasn't on master he was on oh. chopped and he was on beat bobby flay yeah he was on beat bobby flay and chopped he's also a chef white shirts do the work yep anyway okay Hey, everybody double tap the screen for me. This is a new thing by TikTok. When you double tap the screen, uh, it sends more people, sends more people to the live. So I get everybody interacting in here. All right, cool. Do we have any questions for the podcast or do we just, uh, we just, so we don't, we're just jumping right in. Um, I was trying to get, uh, you know what I want to, you know what I want to talk about? I want, you know what I think is a good, good topic to talk about is like, where do you think the restaurant business is headed? Okay. So this is, um, this is tough because um, I don't know if you're aware, uh, New York just it literally about to announce um, mandated vaccines for everybody. Really? Like you need, you need almost so that you need to have um, you need to have it for work. So that's going to be a whole issue altogether. And then, you know, obviously we're just going through the, the whole Hurricane Ida right now. So in New Jersey, yeah. New York, um I mean, my, my car is not really totaled, but it got a little damaged. But everybody else is kind of suffering right now. But there, there's a lot of more to that. So I don't know, man. So so, like so, me, I think, so, so New York, everybody has to be vaccinated? It's, they're starting to roll it out. Like, you, you need it. Like, currently right now, you need a proof of identification, like either a photo yeah. of the vaccination or... Yeah, like oh, if you want to go eat. Yeah, the app. same thing in San Francisco. If you want to, like, go somewhere mm-hmm. to eat, you got to have proof of vaccination. But... Yeah, I'm all ears, but millions of questions. Yeah, put them in, put them in, put them in the comments. We'll read them right now. Yeah, put them in the comments and actually put them on the um to go, the YouTube. Go to YouTube. Yeah. Hey, my brother is his at is Ghost Kitchen Chef. I'll, I'll uh I don't know um I don't know off the top of my head, but um I I got you guys. I'll put it I'll put it in the lives. I'll put it in one of my one of my posts in the upcoming week. But yo, in San Francisco, you have to have the uh, same thing. But like the problem with you is like everything that happens in New York kind of trickles down to Jersey. 
Correct. Yeah. So like so, we're we're all focused on New York. Like so, whatever happens there, literally yeah. we will just copy it do, on this do, side. Um, so if, do people and, and now they're allowed to if you work somewhere they're allowed to require a vaccination. Did yes. You know yes. I, That's, I, that I is going to change the fucking game, my guy. A lot, quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Do you yeah, have to be so, vaccinated where you work right now? So right now, um, I think I'm one of two that's vaccinated in the building. Yeah. Everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I just, I literally just got mine just recently, just because I want to be able to do shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, of listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not for it. Like, I don't care. Like, the, the the thing is, is I didn't feel like I needed it because, um, one, I'm so I'm so healthy. Like, and plus, I was getting, bro, I was I get tested every single day. Like, yeah. Where I work, it's like the White House, bro. You can't fucking <laughs> straight up, like, bro. The security, like, it's fucking ridiculous. I get, I get an instant test, and then I get a lab test, right? Every fucking day. wow. Two, and the thing is, is I'm like, fuck it, I'm not gonna get like, I'm not scared to get it. But anyway, what I'm saying is, is I want to be able to go to restaurants, and I want to be able to frequent businesses, and I don't want that to slow me down. And I just literally got my yes. uh, my second shot on the third, and I'm just like, fuck it, like, I don't care. I'm just gonna do it because here's the thing: what people don't realize is like. And I know it sounds stupid and I don't want to get into the, oh, the, the I don't want to get into the vaccine or the political talk. Mm-hmm. Like sh- seriously, because it's kind of frustrating sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. like what, what people have to understand is the government is running shit. You know what I'm saying? They're not like they are forcing yeah. these businesses to do this. It's not up to the business anymore. You know what I'm saying? They're putting yeah. these mandates on it. And it's like, you know, what frustrated me this morning is I went to Whole Foods. I had to grab some shit before, uh, you know, it's Labor Day weekend. And mm-hmm. dude, this person it was eight o'clock. I showed up right at eight o'clock and this person didn't want to like put, didn't want to wear a mask inside. Right. Okay. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, why do you have to be in front of me right now? And I'm like, Hey, before you continue, can I go by you? And like here, here, this person is just making a scene, bro. Like, Oh my God. Yeah, And I'm like, I'm like, listen, I get it. I get it. I think it's stupid too, but guess what? It's not my fucking business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not my business, but I need to do business inside. That doesn't give you the right to, like, if they're requiring you to wear a mask, it's like, I trust me, I wear a mask. Bro, do you wear a mask when you're cooking? Yeah. Yeah, so do, mask I. so do I. Fucking 24-7 at work. I can't even take it down. And that's the thing. Like, dude, I hate it, bro. I can't even, like, when you go to eat something or taste something, like, I, like bro, it's, mm-hmm. it's annoying. It's annoying. This is all I'm saying. And, but it's like, you know what, like, am I going to sit here and focus on that for my whole day and let it ruin my life? No, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna, like, uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It, I think they might come out with a, an app also for New Jersey specific soon. Yeah, I totally get it. And it's like, LA is doing it. So yeah, I don't know. It may be soon, and then we have to train staff for it. So I think yeah, that's the, yeah. And you know what? And I gotta be honest, I thing. didn't have a really, um, I didn't really have an adverse effect or a, reaction to my arm was sore for a little bit but that was it and it's like you know what i'm moving on bro like whatever if this is what it takes <laughs> whatever like seriously i was super resistant to it at the beginning but then i'm just like fuck it like i want to be able to go to restaurants so but i think it's i don't know man you see so many people acting out like this morning that person was acting out i was like dude get the fuck out of my way like yeah it, just- like nobody cares bro you're in california like in california People will grill you, man. If you're not wearing a mask, dude, they fucking fuck you up, dude. They literally, excuse my language, but they like look at you like you're, you know, you just committed a crime or you're a pedophile yeah. like, straight up. And, yeah, it's, yeah. and it sucks, man. I remember for like, I went to the farmer's market and this was when the le- the mask mandate was lifted. I went to the farmer's market and it felt so good not to wear a mask. 
and yeah. you, only, you only had to wear a mask inside. So now that all this shit's coming back around, it's like, oh, yeah. So I think I think they're gonna focus. I, it, if it was my store, so currently I'm the exec sue. I'm not I'm not the current head chef because um, the chef is the owner, so he you, you can't be above him. But anyway, I think processes need to be more available for to go. Like literally, I know it's crazy. Even our four course menu can be bought for uh, to be a to go menu yeah. if need be. Um, because if we don't, then we're going to deny all these people to, to come yeah. in and eat you, and you, plus requiring a vaccine. Like, like, I don't yeah, know, man, bro. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be nuts. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. But you know what, Casey, that's the first thing you should do. You should figure out how to like, kind of, I don't want to say like work the system, but like try to figure out mm-hmm. how to, what you can do to like, you know, try to meet in the middle where people don't have to actually come in if they're not, if they're not vaccinated or whatever the case may be. Like. I don't know. It's just like if you go around San Francisco and you see the outside seating, dude, it's inside seating, bro. It's like, yeah, they, they make Same a shit. fucking shed, you know? Yeah. And it's still like, it's just ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous what these businesses are being forced to do. Like who wants to eat on the streets of San Francisco, bro? Nobody. Like <laughs> literally there's human shit on the streets, man. And um, yeah, I just, it's whatever though, you know, like what, what are you going to do? Hey, we, uh, we have a question on our YouTube here. I'm a 16-year-old that wants to thrive in fine dining in New York specifically. I have a burning passion. I'll do anything to succeed. What should I focus on at my age to prepare myself for my career? This is an easy one. Where do you live? Uh, I'm assuming New York. Okay. If you live in New York, listen, I would highly recommend – keep. I'm, I'm assuming you're in school. You're probably a sophomore or a junior right now. What you should do is get a job on the weekends. Okay, get a job in a restaurant on the weekends, preferably fine dining. But right now is the best time to get a job in this industry because everybody's hiring. There, listen, bro, they'll take you straight off the streets, my guy. Everyone, but don't, everyone. but don't give up your bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know where you're living, Vesuvian, but uh, my Georgia. Okay, down south. So yeah, unfortunately, there's really no really good restaurants in Georgia. But like, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. There ain't nothing wrong with that. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But the thing is, is unfortunately, if you want to, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, if you like, if you want to work in a work in a restaurant on the weekend, try to look, work in a reputable restaurant or a restaurant that actually has really good reviews, because mm-hmm. it's going to help you kind of get an idea of what it takes and what you know what is required of you. Whether it's a busboy, food runner, server dishwasher, line cook, prep cook, just get, get a job get on the weekends in a restaurant. And then you will go from there. Right. Because that's, that's the thing. A lot of people waste that time when they're like 16 to 18 and they're, they don't really don't know. And then they think they need to go to culinary school. And my ultimate suggestion is like, no, just go work in a restaurant first. Get, because mm. you can get a part-time job easily, part-time job in a restaurant, 25 hours a week, whatever, even less. You could just do, you know, um, you know, a Friday, Saturday night and a Sunday night. Right. That's what I, I mean. That's what I did. And it really worked out. It really helped me. You get a little extra cash and you get to see what the restaurant business is about. That is your first step. Yeah. And I think that will gauge you on how, like, if you want to do it, like it's, yeah. it's a rough environment. Like if you're just there going in firsthand, like I, I remember when we had, um, when we had some culinary, like, uh, cause like for school, I think they need like. 60 or 100 hours to be in like a physical live restaurant to to do their stage or whatever 
and to get the experience. Like yeah. I had to turn down several of those because they were just weren't like they were slowing us down, period. I wasn't really paying them. Like they were they were like the minimum wage, but I'm like, bro, you're just then you're just like somebody I'm paying for for nothing. Like just get out the way, kinda, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. You you have to like it, period. So definitely go out on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, see if you like that first. And and, then and, and you know what? Like you know what also is I would highly suggest some of these online courses nowadays. Some of them are really good. Some of them are trash, but especially sign up. Listen, get your name on this email that I haven't linked in, linked in my bio because dude, my shit's going to be dope, man. I'm not, I'm mm. coming. I'm, you're going to get exclusive content. Listen, let's talk about this. Have you ever pulled a recipe from the internet? And the thing is, is I know all of you out there have done this, right? And, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I always pull recipes. Like, even though I'm a chef, what I like to do is pull a couple recipes and then I check it out and then I do my own thing, right? But a lot of these recipes are, duh, excuse my language. It really is. Yeah, They're yeah, messed yeah. up. No, it definitely they, is. These recipes are not correct and they don't work. But the problem that people have is they do this and then it doesn't come out correct and they don't know how to fix it and they don't know how to ask questions, right? And I think with my new thing that's coming out, You'll get direct recipes from me. And also, if you have any questions on it, like I'll be there to answer it. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm. important. And that's what I suggest. If you're going to do a course or anything, make sure you're able to get feedback because, dude, some people just give you a course and then that's it, right? Feedback is important. Like, it's yeah. really important. Like, if, um, I think we discussed this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like, if, if we were to teach somebody, we would actually go beside them, like, hey, I want you to cut it like this. X, Y, show them how to do it um, and then go ahead and proceed and give the, the, the project to, to the person and then make them do their decisions. But unless, unless it's actually feedback, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that critique period. So yeah. I don't know. It's very important to get feedback. Very, very important. I'm going to read some, uh, some comments real quick. So check okay. this out. We have on the TikTok. Let's see. Hey, chef, Swanye crowd in the house. Yeah, that's right. That's what's up. Feels like I'm missing half the conversation. Just do, just hop on YouTube, hop on YouTube, hop, go to my link in my bio, click the Instagram button, then click YouTube, and I'm there. I'm live right now. That's what we're doing. Mm. Uh, online pizza dough recipe: 500 grams of AP flour, 200 grams of water, seven grams, one packet instant yeast. Yeah, that sounds about right. But listen, it's really easy to make pizza dough. The thing is, is with when anytime you're baking bread, bro, you have to kind of know what you're doing because if you yeah. don't know what it's supposed to look like, you're fucked. Uh, let's see here. What's your favorite way to make foam? Well, that depends because there's like three or four different foams, but I would definitely say um, one foam is a little outdated for me, but I really like the ISI canister and mm -hmm. I like using soy lecithin, but only with a percentage of xanthan gum because I don't like the foam to be like all like, just like, you know, look kind of look like uh, like foam in the sea. I like it to have some body. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, thanks for the follow. Hey, thanks. I'm your friend. Yes, you are. Okay, cool. <laughs> Next, let's do let's do a little underrated, overrated. I always see okay. like let's do yeah. a little underrated, overrated. Let me pull up some images here for you real quick. Yeah. So I I know you. I, I think you released a video a couple of days ago. I I saw a little bit of it. Wait, right hold on. Is that screen. a cat in the background? Do you have a cat, Casey? I have, have a cat. cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Is yeah, it he or she? Luna. Luna. I think. She's chilling on this side, I think. Yeah. Right there. What's up, Luna? Is that a kitten? How old is she? Uh, two. Okay. Two years old. That's cool, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. It's a Russian blue. I think it's a Russian blue. Right? Is that, is that gray-haired cat? Oh, okay. Cool. I think. 
That's dope. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, right. I interrupted you. Sorry, yeah. no, no, I know. <laughs> I was gonna say, overrated, underrated. Um, this is from your. I think this is the same brand that you're using. So on the YouTube right now, um, sharpening whetstones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Um, no, this is not the one, but this is not I, the one. Okay, but this is not the one I'm I think using, it but was it's very similar. similar. It's very similar. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was similar to the one you're using. Yeah, because I think it's overrated that people um, pay like hundreds of dollars bucks, just for yeah. like the yeah, it's 100%. stupid. Like, bro. So, so here's the thing, I, and I'll be quick. But I think these stones are very underrated, and mm-hmm. here's why. Here's why. If you think about the metal on a knife, all you need is an abrasive to sharpen it. And here's the thing. And I talk about this in my knife course. So if you ain't click the link in the bio to go get on the email list, you get my masterclass. But I, as a chef, I had two natural Japanese stones. Okay. These stones were very expensive and they sharpened the knife very well. And it, they were amazing. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. They were amazing. But guess what? I, 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 you know, I couldn't use them at work because I had one break, Right. Like literally it chipped and I thought my life was over because I'm like, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, because like no 200 bucks. Dude, there's no way to fix this, blah, blah, blah. And I was pissed and I was angry and I was resentful. So I didn't, I took my stones home because I was mad. And then I didn't have my stones at home. So I'd have to bring my knives home, right, to sharpen them. <laughs> then I'd have to bring my knives back. And I'm like, you know what, this is, this is kind of stupid. And then I ended up buying a good set of whetstones. Like, you know, spent like, I don't know, a hundred and some chains on some uh, shaft yeah. and slap and go stones. And they were mm-hmm. good, but the pro- but the problem was is I was like too like I didn't want anybody to touch them. I didn't like yeah. That's the problem. That was the problem. Then anyway, yo, you buy. I bought one set of these. It was like fifty bucks for the whole mm-hmm. shebang. And matter of fact, I put it on the work card, right? And I put it on and I put it on the restaurant paid for it. But guess mm-hmm. what? I left them in the butcher shop, and it's like I wasn't emotionally attached to them. And that is where you have to make the decision as the knife owner, if you are emotionally attached to the knife that you're using to whether or not to have it at work or should be at home. And I told cooks this all the time. I told them all the time, like, Hey, if you're emotionally attached to this knife, you need to fucking get it off the line. Like we're, (laughs) we're not in, we're not in a three Michelin star restaurant where everybody is the, you know, everybody's has the one common goal. No, no, you're, Mm. we're, we're in a hotel where, you know, you know, somebody might come pick up your knife to slice a hamburger bun and you might, it might put you over the edge. <laughs> it's like, dude, I totally get it. Like I didn't want anybody to touch my knife and we all respected each other's knives. I'm just using, you know, uh, an example. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I live and die by these, you know, these $40 sets of stones because, you know, I have two of them. I have two sets. I have one here at home, one at work. And like, you know what? They're totally fine. They work for me. I still have the same stone that I had when I was 19. It's a synthetic Kingstone, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, I think they're totally underrated. And I think more people should, uh, you know, think about investing over, you know, 50 bucks into whetstones. Think about it deeply. Right. Yeah. Now, do you prefer whetstones over oil stones? Yes. Or diamond? Okay. Yeah. That's what I I figured. Here's the thing. I'm not not opposed. And I talk about that in my, my knife course. Like, you know, for me, I've learned every single way on how to sharpen. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got a good one. Underrated or overrated medium rare steak? Why does that? Everybody loves what? to freaking, <laughs> dude, they love to talk about temperature. So here, this is a good, this okay. is good. Oh, let me pull it up. Here. Go, go, go. Okay. This I'll is on my picture. TikTok. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, ma'am. Times my personals don't go to the line. See too many accidents. Yeah, exactly. Immaculate culinarian. What's up, dog? Hey, straight up. Like, and, and 
I have my knife, my, my work, my workhorses. Let's talk about this. So for everybody out there, that's not a chef. Listen, if you're a normal person, guess what? Us chefs, especially if we're at chef level, we don't give a fuck how you want your steak cooked. We are there to cook it how (laughs) you want to eat it. When I was a young cook, when I was a young cook, I used to be like, oh, this is well done, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? It doesn't matter. I remember working at a steakhouse and I had, you know, I was cooking, you know, upwards of three to 400 steaks a night and they were all Mm. over the board. Midwell, medium, mid-rare, midwell, midwell, medium, well done, butterfly, boom, boom, boom. And I realized like, you know what? Like everybody likes their steak different. You know, it's just the way of the world. And guess what? I take my emotion out of it. And like, that's it. I'm not ego driven. Like, it's totally fine. If you want your steak well done, okay, I'm going to give it to you well done. The only thing I don't like and what I think is overrated is the fucking medium rare plus and the medium, medium, <laughs> medium? plus. Bitch, you want medium? medium? Bitch, you want midwell, okay? Stop playing. Yeah, like the medium plus, bro, that's midwell, okay? The mid rare plus, yeah. dude, that is fucking medium. <laughs> like, stop it. Stop. And uh, my one suggestion to everybody out there, if – if you are not sure on how you want your steak cooked, right? If you like, like for me, I love mid rare. It works out great for me. It depends on what type of cut, but um, mm-hmm. you know, for me, mid rare is perfect. Um, you know, always go under the temperature that you want because you can always have the steak. You can always have the steak bumped up a little bit. We call it bumped up. Yes. Um, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if you if you're getting a lamb chop, a lamb chop is a good one, right? I get my lamb chops mid rare, but sometimes you know, it, depending on if it's uh, the New Zealand or the Colorado, sometimes I will argue that it's better medium, right? Yeah. Um, you know, or, well, or like what I like, like Daniel whom he likes to call it Rosé. Cook it Rosé. Ro- oh, ro- Rosé. Rosé. I said, oh, <laughs> chef, that's, that sounds cute. I got you. Rosé. He's like, yeah, not, yeah, not medium. Not, not medium. Rosé. I'm like, okay, yeah. Rosé. All right. But I always highly suggest to get it undercooked a little bit and then just bump it up. Uh, you know, ask the kitchen just to flash it, flash it or bump it up. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, how you want your steak cooked has no, we have no say. And and honestly, I don't care. Do people get so bent out to shape on, in comment sections about Mm. runny, runny eggs and overcooked steak or undercooked steak? Dude, who cares? Like I could care less seriously, especially, especially for the people cooking it at their house. You can cook at your house. There's no fucking rules. There's no rules, man. Like Chef Salty, let's, let's be honest. If, when you see these videos where like people, People are cooking at their house and, uh, you know, people are roasting them in the comments. They're like, dude, he's not cooking it for you. Like, why are you yeah, so upset it's right for now? him? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Why are you so upset right now? Like, I get it. If, if it's a, if it's somebody out there trying like, and I see this kind of a lot and it kind of, it kind of does make me a little upset, but not too much. Mm. Like if you're teaching bad technique or if you're teaching somebody like, let's say, you know, a good example, like I will give a disclaimer. Like I will say, Hey, look, this is what I'm doing. This is not the correct way, but I'm making it like this for me. Right. Mm. But like some people out there, they'll be showing how to do a certain technique, um, you know, and they, they will be showing the wrong way. And like some people believe this is how they should do it. And I just don't agree with that. Yeah. If you're not a trained professional, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I'll add them right now. I, I'm not, this is not, I'm not hating on them at all. But um, there was a guy who was making – he's from France, okay? And he said there was no good baguette in America, okay? And I was laughing because I'm like, dude, you live in bumfuck. Like you, <laughs> you're so close to – he lived in like BFE, Maryland. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, uh-huh. dude, you're so close to D.C. Dude, Tartine Bakery here in San Francisco arguably has the best mother flower, um, you know, bread I've ever tasted. Like 
I think better than Paris and yeah. Manresa, Manresa, Manresa's bread, Manresa bread by David Kinch, their French baguette. I would argue that it's better than ones I've had in France. But anyway, he said, wow. he went on to say, he went on to say, I, there's no good baguettes in America. I just haven't found a good baguette. So I'm going to make it how we make it in France. And I'm going to show you how to make it. But then he goes to make this baguette and bro, I wanted to <laughs> crawl out of my skin because like, dude, I don't like, it was unbelievable. So anyway, there was another chef on the app who actually owns a bakery and she's like, listen, you know, he can do whatever he wants, but I'm going to show you how to make a proper baguette. And Ooh. she went into, she went and she made it. And I was like, this is perfect. This is how people should be taught. After you learn the proper way, yeah, do whatever you want after that. But don't tell people this is how a baguette should be made when you're not doing it correctly. Like his shaping was mm-hmm. off. Dude, his, his oven, um, just it, so wrong. So wrong. Anyway, no. moving on. Hey, I got here. a question. Um, I have a go question ahead. in your TikTok. So we got um, yeah, go just ahead. in time. Oh, I got, I got one, two, three, four. Everybody double tap that screen. All right, go ahead. Yeah, just in time, one, two, three, four, one says, how long does it take you to become a chef? So here's the, that's a great question. And I would argue that nowadays it's a lot quicker. Um, but, you know, it could be one, two, three, four, five years. I was a cook for 10 years before, nine years before I came a sous chef. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. About eight or nine years before I came a sous chef. So I started cooking when I was, um, you know, young. I was 15. And then I became a sous chef when I was like 24. But you know, I think, I think the thing is, is what you have to take in consideration is like to become a chef, you have to be hired to run a kitchen. Okay. This is yeah. very important. Okay. If you haven't ran a kitchen, then you're not a chef and that's okay. There's nothing wrong. That doesn't mean that I'm better than you. Okay. <laughs> Cause that's what a lot of people think. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, and the reason why I'm adamant about saying what the difference between a chef and a cook is, is because you know, it's so bastardized. Everybody on social media wants to say they're a chef. And in fact, they're not. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if you want to say you're a chef, you better be ready to back it up. That's all I got to say, because you're going to have somebody like me ask you a, f- a few specific questions. Okay, mm-hmm. great. What kitchen did you work in? Or what, what did you work? What kitchen did you run? There's a lot of people out there that, you know, want to fake be a sous chef, right? They, they, you know, they say they're a sous chef, but they're not. They're really just a line cook. And my mm-hmm. only suggestion is, is like, dude, be a line cook and own up to it. It's fine. Just yeah. say, I'm a line cook right now and I'm fucking proud. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's a good example. Dude, the homeboy sad poppy. I love that guy, man. I love, I have nothing but praise for him because guess what? Mm-hmm. He was a line cook and he's like, yeah, I was a line cook. And then now he is a chef because yeah. Headley and Bennett hired him as a chef. Yeah. You know so what I'm saying? Now they're, they're now he is they're a chef. He's a chef now. So he went from straight from line cook to motherfucking chef. Okay. He runs a kitchen. Okay. He does. It's a research and development kitchen, but guess what? They create content out of that kitchen and that's what they hired him as. And so guess what? He can consider himself a chef. Right. Yeah. And, um, but before that he was like, no, I was a line cook at here and you know, chef that titles earned and you know, he went about it and he was going into it, but he's not going to sit here and say like, Oh no, blah, blah, blah. Like he, it wasn't the opposite end. Right. Where a lot of, I see a lot yeah. of people do where they say, yeah, I'm a chef. Now that leads me to something else. If it's in your screen name, who care? I don't care. Nobody cares about that, right? Like, I, I could care less. Like, I don't – like, anybody's username, I don't mind, man. Like, it's not really – like, it's not a big deal for me. I don't know about you, Chef Zalti, but, like, it's not a big deal for me. You know? And, and I mind, so. Yeah. But some, some people do. Some people do. But, like, for me, I could care less. Like, you know, everybody is, like, coming at uh, Chef Cuso or whatever. But that's his screen. That's his name. That's just, like, a good example. And I'll say – and this is what I say. Like, Dr. Dre is not a doctor. 
right? But his mm-hmm. name is Dr. Dre, right? But we all know he's not a doctor. And, you know, Chef Cuso doesn't come on here saying, hey, I'm a chef. No, he doesn't. He says, no, I'm not a chef, right? But a lot of people mm-hmm. get it twisted. And real Trinidad. But do we do you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and do like, we here's do the thing. know, though? What? Go ahead. Go I said, ahead. do we know, Please, though? He, what? Go ahead. Say, say what I said, you want to say, bro. Ain't nobody scared, do, bro. Do we, Go ahead. I'm I'm just trying to say um, I'm Play a little salty avocado, about it. Man. because you know because you know chef, yeah yeah so chef salty I I labeled the, the chef name in there because I really hate it. My cooks don't call me chef; they call me by my name. Like I don't yeah. I will not respond to my cooks if they call me chef. I'm like what the fuck are you talking to? I'm like what? Who's that? I specifically told him like do not call me chef. I swear to God, like I will punch you. Do not call me chef. I yeah. know I'm managing you, but do not call me. So it's more of a joke, a joke on my end. Yeah. But if somebody else is proclaiming, um, and even if they mention, "Oh, I'm chef," whatever, like I'm like, okay, here's a PNL, read it. Like I, yeah. that's automatically what's in my brain. So for me, yeah. I, I I get a little, yep. a little more of a chip more totally, than so. But. Totally get it. And you know what? I agree with you. I people that I work with now, I'm you know, I ask them not to call me chef. I'm like, don't don't do that. Mm. Call me by my first name. It's totally fine Um, because I worked in kitchens the whole time being called chef, 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 all the time. And sometimes I don't mind, but, you know, it gets really repetitive. And, um, you know, for me, it's kind of like, um, you know, I just I got kind of over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I'm sure you can agree. And, uh, you know, because I used to be so adamant about, no, it's chef. You say, yes, chef, and we move on. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just kind of like, no, you know, I, I want to take a different approach because I agree with you. And I think I would do the same thing now. If I were to go in a kitchen, I would say, hey, call me by, call me Brandon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, I agree. But as far as like people on the app and Instagram, like, you, you know, listen, say what you want to say. But listen, I'm com- <laughs> I'm going to ask you, what kitchen you ran? What kitchen you ran? Yeah. Now, that's not to say like. A lot of people are looking, and the reason why I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm adamant about this is like I'm not trying to say I'm better than you. That's not, that's yeah. not the goal here. The goal is, is literally don't bastardize the term chef. That's the thing. Yes. It's like it actually means something, and it's very unique. It's just like, it's just like, uh, you know, the the girl um, JT uh, Mobile Detailing, or whatever JT okay. Mobile Detailing. Okay, great TikTok. Mm-hmm. I love what she's saying, and you know. She, she is the same way. Like I take my job very seriously and I'm a professional yeah. detailer and you know, she's like, put some respect on my name. Like I am not just a car washer. I'm not a car wash. This is not a car wash. I do professionally detail. Mm. I do professional detail. And she's like, you know, and that's the thing. And I totally get where she's coming from and what she's saying. You know, I take pride, I take pride in my work and I want to put some respect on this uh, industry. So mm-hmm. anyway, look, I'm going to, I'm going to read a couple of these comments real quick. Okay. Here we go. Most memorable breakfast experience. That's easy. I'm going to say the Plaza Athene in France. It was amazing. And um, let's see here. What's one of your favorite things to cook? I'm definitely, you know what, honestly, one, and this is new. I mean, we get asked this all the time. I'm sure you get asked it all the time. What's your favorite thing to eat? What's your favorite thing to cook? All the time. I, I, I've been into the last six months cooking things that I've never made before. And I think that's really important as a chef. You just want to be able to do it once. And that's very important. Let's see. Um, 
So a good example is uh, just recently I was able to kill a whole wild boar and I created a whole bunch of content and it's amazing and I'm just buttoning it up now, but that was my favorite thing in the moment because Chef Zalte, I don't know if you've done this before, but if you ever had a whole animal and then you make a bunch of things from this specific animal, mm-hmm. you, treat it, you treat it way differently. I've always done it. I've done it with commercial pork, but never with wild boar. It mm-hmm. literally, oh man, I'm giving away too much information, but literally from that wild boar, I made ribs but i kept the whole rib the whole thing the whole yeah. rib i made uh canadian bacon i made a, a maple glazed ham i made um you know i'm making two things charcuterie i made i'm making uh, i made chorizo i made spanish wow. chorizo i made i made so many things and it was so amazing it goes through the process and uh, i think that's really important as a chef did you take do you take cooking classes no but i'm about to start giving some co- cooking classes make sure you sign that <laughs> sign up put your email the link in the bio where do you work now or do you have your own restaurant? I do. Okay. I do have a restaurant in the works with my brother, but it's not a fine dining restaurant. Kind of like what my page is. But right now I am a chef here in Silicon Valley. Uh, let's see. Is this, it's a right that's earned. Yeah. You know, McNabb photography. That's a great question. So he just said it's a right that's earned. So yeah. here's a good, here's a good example of that. Even though I create videos and I edit videos, that doesn't make me a cinematographer. Do you know what I'm saying? That doesn't make me a videographer. And I try to tell people like, listen, don't, I don't feel comfortable like giving you advice on camera setup. Like if you're new, I will tell you what I'm using and what I, you know, if you have a setup, I can show you how to use it, but that doesn't make me a cinematographer. It's kind of like the same with being a chef, you know, just because you know how to cook doesn't make you a chef just because you know how to, you know, you can make some fancy dishes doesn't make you a chef, dude. But here's the thing. It's all good. Where were you trained? Oh, that's a good. That, so I trained all over the place, all over the United States. Just to give you a quick summary, I'm gonna I'm about to make another video about where I trained, but um, I went to school at West Palm Beach, Florida, Florida Culinary Institute, dual associates in baking and pastry and culinary. I did an apprenticeship at the Breakers Resort, Five Star Five Diamond. Worked at Cafe Balud with Daniel Balud, Charlie Palmer Group, Alinea Group, Wolfgang Puck Group, and Saison Group. My duck. Okay. Let's see. Uh, so did you get your meat from the wild, the grocery store? No, this one, the, what I was just talking about, I got it. It was basically a wild boar that was raised in captivity. And then we dispatched it and uh, I was able to, you know, I, I've never skinned an animal before. So that was for the primary part, but it was pretty dope. Names are not impressive. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know what you're referring to. G Ray. Okay, well, like, what do you want? The cities and states? Okay, Las Vegas, LA, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, and Palm Beach. Did you ever doubt this was the right career for you? Never. I don't know about you, Chef Talty, but when I was 15 and I told my father I wanted to be a chef, I never even quit, never even thought about doing anything else. Uh, we're pretty much good. So we're about to bun up. Just a couple more questions for, uh, yeah. for everybody yeah. else, Dale. So uh, Vesuvian Plays on YouTube says, when do you plan to release your class? I believe we went over this, but Brandon, if you want to answer oh, that. No. Yeah. So, well, this is going to be, this is going to be upcoming. So basically for everybody that's on this live and everybody that's on the, um, on TikTok, basically I am working with a startup here in Silicon Valley where it's a subscription based service. So the idea behind this is, is I don't want to just put out a course. I don't want to just put out you know, a couple courses. I don't want to just put out an ebook, right? I want to do something that's actually going to make a fucking difference. You know what I'm saying? As a chef. Mm. And here's the thing with all the content that I put out, you know, 
30% of people are really genuinely interested in learning. And here's the thing. What I realize is I'm, I don't want to waste time engaging in comment sections and DMs. What I want to mm. do is I want to create a program that's affordable where you have direct access to me as a creator, but you also have skin in the game because I think this is the most important thing. Now, I will argue I am coming in at the lowest cost because I remember being a cook and I was broke and 10 bucks is two coffees and it's a pack, yeah. a six pack of cheap beer. And that is affordable. But as time goes on, I'm going to increase the price. So the earlier you get in, the better. And then final question. We got Abimovar again coming in on YouTube. Hey, chefs, how's the work scene where you are? He's trying to migrate to have a different experience and a better opportunity. I'm assuming you're trying to find another uh, restaurant or another space to um, earn your culinary living. Um, yeah. A little a little of a hard. Um, I mean, in Jersey, it depends where you are. There's there's like three restaurants where it's pretty named where it's like under the hundred list of uh, best yeah. uh, restaurants in the city. But we don't have we there's no Michelin starred restaurants in New Jersey. Everything is in New York. So if you want yeah. that experience, which is which is kind of work. sad, like and that's what made me move to like most metropolitan cities. But oh, you're in Puerto Rico. Yeah, oh, he's in Puerto that's Rico. Tough. That's tough. It is a little tough. There's really no fine dining restaurants there. But here's the thing: don't let that don't let that discourage you but the thing is if you want to cook if you want to be a cook you have to you have to be in a metropolitan city to start trust me it's just way worth it you have much more reputable restaurants way more exposure and believe it or not even though the city's big it's very tight-knit in the cooking world so like i know a lot of chefs here in san francisco i know a lot of chefs here in la and that's why it's important to like keep your circle tight and also make sure you're make sure you do a good job wherever you go because it will follow you yes well, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty oh, much our time. You know what? I want to go no, back to uh, Vesuvian. Listen, go to the link in my bio and click on Get Sunday, get the Get Sunday link. Leave your email, and then you'll be notified when I launch the course. That or not the course, but the program. The program, yeah. So for everyone uh, that's listening on our YouTube and on TikTok, uh, Brandon's planning on releasing something in the near future yeah. that will help them engage. Uh, a little, uh, it's it's almost as if if you have a chef like right next to you, so it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, experience. well, I think what's gonna be what's gonna be dope is I'm I'm putting together an ebook where it'll update as I post recipes, but my recipes will only be available on that platform, and that way, if somebody has a question or if they need something, I can I can literally, Casey, if you ask me a question, I can literally make a video and I can post it, and then like that yeah. is so much more valuable. You know what I'm saying? It really is. Like if you're trying to learn, like yeah. how to do Julianne or Brunoir. Uh, even a, a turn or whatever the fuck it is be like yeah. chef how do i do this brandon would be like here here's how you do it literally yeah, a one-on-one kind moment. of thing so in the moment in the moment cool but yeah man yeah, that, that was fun is, that was fun is it not too crazy again you can reach yeah. us out uh, breaking bread podcast available almost everywhere we still don't have this uh the apple link live it's still in the still working but it's available on several other streaming platforms but you can definitely check us out here on youtube uh, where we get most uh, on tiktok and everything else but make sure you follow like and subscribe everywhere else well make sure all of brandon's and myself's links are down below but other than that though have a good one everybody see ya